0: This is Side of Design from BWBR, a podcast discussing all aspects of design with knowledge leaders from every part of the industry. Hello, welcome to this episode of Side of Design from BWBR. I'm Matt Gerstner, your host for this episode. Today, we're so excited to recognize the achievements and talent of the recipients of BWBR's second annual equity scholarships. Each award is designed to support equity in the built environment, by providing a $1,000 prize to a student of architecture, interior design, or graphic design. Applicants submitted both a personal statement and a sample design project, and we were truly blown away by the caliber of submissions we received for year two. The scholarship for gender equity and design is awarded to a woman, gender non-conforming, or trans applicant studying architecture, interior design, or graphic design. This year's scholarship for gender equity and design recipient is Siley Bogley, who is pursuing a Master of Science in Architecture at the Illinois Institute of Technology. Siley's application centered on the idea of reconditioning Dharavi, an area of Mumbai that is frequently characterized as one of the world's largest slums. Siley envisions incremental development of Dharavi, addressing critical needs while acknowledging the humanity, economic potential, and social and cultural vibrancy that exists there today. The Scholarship for Diversity and Inclusion in Design is offered to a BIPOC student in Graphics, Interior Design, or Architecture. This year's Scholarship for Diversity and Inclusion in Design winner is Nicole Niava, who is pursuing a Master of Architecture at Yale University. Nicole's application centers on biophilic diversity and the belief that the built environment can transform one's life trajectory. Nicole's project establishes sustainability standards by introducing timber as the primary building material for affordable housing development in Queens, New York. Welcome, Sylee and Nicole. Hello, hi everyone.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Thank you both so much for joining us today. We're thrilled to have you on the show. Now, before we get into the projects that you submitted for the scholarship. We're hoping that you could each tell us, you know, just a little bit about your background and why you wanted to go into design. Siley, why don't you get us started?
1: Uh, my name is Siley Bhugle, and as Matt mentioned, I'm grateful to be the winner of this year's BWBR Scholarship for Gender Equity in Design. Oh. A little bit about myself. I'm currently pursuing a Master of Science and Architecture degree from the Illinois Institute of Technology in Chicago. I did my five-year BR from University of Mumbai back in India, and I graduated in 2017. Post that, I worked as a licensed architect for four years over there before starting my journey as master's. I have a passion for uh, contributing positively towards the community just as much as I do for buildings. As architects, we create functional buildings for society to be to use based on varying needs and desires. Understanding our clients and the community is imperative and ultimately fuels my passion for this field. I strongly feel it's a worthwhile career that can make a significant and visible impact on our surroundings people, life, society as a whole, because the role is constantly evolving and changing. Uh, We spend most of our lives in buildings and through architecture, you can influence the way people live their lives for the better. Plus the fact that you could have something that you have designed, realized in real life is something I would definitely love to do. And that's how basically I got into designing.
0: You know, it's so true. We do spend so much of our lives inside the built environment. And as... People in this field to see our projects come to life is truly so rewarding. And Nicole, could you tell us a little bit about your background as well and what brought you into the design field?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So, my name is Nicole Niava, and I'm a current graduate student at the Yale School of Architecture. In New Haven, Connecticut. So prior to that, I did an undergraduate degree at the Savannah College of Art and Design, also in architecture, and went on um, into working um, in the field again for two years. Uh, so I knew pretty early on that I wanted to do architecture as a kid that was always. Fascinated by the aesthetic of houses in my neighborhood, um, it was a time when the architecture style in Abidjan, Côte d'Ivoire, where I'm from, was transitioning from the French colonialism side to the postmodernist, and um, we started to see like more conceptual style, a lot of minimalist design. I was always really attracted to that, so that's why uh, I started looking into a career interior design and architecture. So to traveling in China, Europe, here in the United States, I kind of learned that architecture is so much more than aesthetic and can really be a tool to shift uh, um, to shift the trajectory of communities um, to the daily life and to the built environment.
0: You bring up a great point that architecture does have that ability to shape people's lives. Uh, the built environment does influence us in our day-to-day activity. So thinking about how architecture can influence people. What do each of you see as the role of design in an equitable built environment?
1: I believe that architects have specialized knowledge and the power to influence socioeconomic and quality of life life aspects for countless populations outside the confines of our projects. We have the freedom to choose how to use our training and experience, how to involve others in design process and how to challenge our project teams, business, business partners, and the industry. History also shows that we have more power than many of us are aware of or we acknowledge. As citizens and designers, it is in our best interests to design environments that meets everyone's requirements. Uh, There are several chances to influence fair outcomes during each stage of project design. A project is more likely to be responsive to local needs and aspirations if it allocates time and money for genuine community involvement, uh, organizational partnerships, extensive stakeholder input and outcome measurement. Early equitable goal setting and participation of community stakeholders in goal development links local vision within the projects and puts it in a position to become a valuable community asset. And that's how I see the role of design in an equitable built environment.
0: You know, thinking about the greater community, it's really so important in so many ways to the success of so many projects, you know, really any project. And Nicole, what do you think the role of design is in an equitable built environment?
2: Well, I firmly believe that the built environment can transform one's life trajectory as I mentioned before. So providing access to beautiful spaces designed with pure intentions can encourage more significant outcome in our society. So designing for diversity and inclusion truly matters and having a wide like the variety of perspective at the table will allow us to achieve
0: this. You know, I love your belief that the built environment can change a life trajectory. I think that is just a fascinating concept. So I'm hoping that you could both just tell us a little bit more about the projects that you submitted for the scholarship and how equity is central to your project's conception.
1: Before I dive into the project, uh, I do believe that equitable architecture focuses on developing equitable and affordable housing, safe and secure neighborhoods and hospitable public areas. I think that planning for equity also entails prioritizing people. Uh, Learning about the people we are designing for is the first step in creating equitable architecture. Our first step as designers is to comprehend communities as they are because everything we do is influenced by it. And having said that, the design project which I submitted for this scholarship deals with one such community known as Dharavi, uh, which is in Mumbai, uh, in India. It is an economically prosperous and socially active informal uh, town, and it's considered to be one of the world's largest slums. However, there, there are problems associated with space and sanitation in this area. Uh, It is made up of 85 separate groups with a strong feeling of belonging and high expectations for stability and improved economic position and living standards. It is also clear that these folks are capable of building and enhancing their shelter if they have the resources to do so. In contrast to the existing redevelopment plan, which was proposed by the government, uh, which actually promotes uniform uh, top-down development, my concept anticipates techniques for progressive self-development, including bottom up finance models and architectural approaches. So a system of self-development triggers was created that can actually improve the present conditions while also supporting the community's need for stability, uh, thus making it an inclusive and equitable design. The concept is to have participatory planning, uh, community participation, government participation, incremental development, bottom-up, top-down integration to make this design very fair. The first step in comprehending the internal and external forces acting on the development process is discovering and unraveling the relationship between all the stakeholders which are involved in this situation. So my design actually focuses on understanding what they truly need, not what I think they need. And I adapt the plans accordingly. We as designers are dedicated to delivering future focused solutions that build equitable and inclusive infrastructure. Social equity is about teamwork and cooperation. It involves listening. Everyone's built environment might be reimagined by changing the way our industry approaches planning, design, and construction. And that's how I centered my project. And that's how equity was central to its conception.
0: You know, you talk about design from the bottom up and not the top down being you focus on the community, get the community's input, and it's not something that's imposed on the community. You're actually embracing everybody. You're embracing all the voices, most importantly, the ones who it's going to affect directly and affect the most. I absolutely love that idea. Now, Nicole, I am fascinated with your concept of how the built environment can transform a person's life trajectory. So I am excited to hear about your project and how equity is central to its conception as well.
2: In my specific project, equity is really um centered on to innovation. So this project established sustainable standards by introducing timber as the primary building material for affordable housing development in Queens, New York. So located at the intersection of Astoria and Dutch Kills, the site provides a unique opportunity for diverse communities to escape the dense urban settings of, net, of their neighborhood and connect with nature at the East River Waterfronts. So with health and wellness of each individual in mind, the project capitalized on biophilic design strategies to frame the human experience of the program, the site and of each other. Um, In addition to fully integrating the the existing network um, of culture, entertainment, leisure, commercial activities in Queen, the proposal enhanced the connectivity between residents and offers equal chances of engaging with quality design. Special composition within the, within the site, frames, embedded nature, connective spaces, educational activities, social housing, and wellness retreat.
0: I love how you're talking about connectivity because we are all truly connected to each other, to our environments. And your concept of biophilic diversity. Now, I was hoping that you could give a little bit more of a description about that to our listeners today.
2: Absolutely. So biophilic diversity kind of encompasses multiple design strategies to enhance the, connect, the connection between human and nature. So having a lot of um, activities that, that kind of give the opportunity of each resident to be connected to nature and really um, just take advantage of nature, especially in, in dense urban environments, such as New York. Um, I think it's imperative to like kind of bring these more innovative uh, design strategies into these type of communities that really could benefit um, from these new ways of thinking about architecture and the built environment.
0: If there's one thing in all of our major metropolitan areas worldwide that we're sorely lacking, it's it is a connection with nature, with incorporation of that in the built environment. So that's a Wonderful, wonderful concept that you are working on. so now, as we've been talking about equity and both of your projects, I was wondering what you feel the importance of diversity is uh, in the industry. And it doesn't just have to be you know in the architecture industry. It could be in interior design. It could be graphics design. It could be in product design. Uh, so what do you feel the importance of diversity is? and Why does it matter?
1: The creative field uh, that has the greatest obvious impact on how we live our lives, daily lives, is architecture. The structures surrounding us, whether in the public or private spheres, can have a significant impact uh, on our sense of community, optimism, and potential. The communities it embodies are distinguished and represented by architecture. At its best, it has the potential to be extremely important in social franchising. An urban environment that interacts, speaks to, and comprehends to our various societies is highly advantageous. Buildings are made by people, and if we want our architecture to accurately reflect the diversities of our cities, it is crucial that the people who make them are diverse. A dramatic outcome can be achieved by shedding light on the subject, just like with uh, any good design. Change will remain sluggish as long as the issue of diversity is shrouded in secrecy, buildings that are more practical, inventive and aesthetically pleasing would benefit society as a whole from a more varied architecture profession. Raising the bar for inclusion among the companies who plan our cities and towns uh, will inevitably result in more inclusive environment for all of us. Architecture can be more inclusive, exciting and sensitive because of diversity's broader perspectives and life experiences of different people. It needs to break out of its own demographic bubble uh, swiftly in order to adapt and to be relevant uh, to the community in the rapidly changing social and cultural landscape. And I also feel that the profession also suffers uh, from a lack of cultural variety. Uh, There is a significant divide in how the various socioeconomic segments of society sees this profession, which has long been characterized as a light. Uh, Personal experiences frequently allows architects to see things differently and help them build their design sensitivity. People from these communities serve as the representatives of many communities and to bring these beneficial changes, uh, they must integrate themselves into the system. Uh, So leaving the social component aside, it has never been more important to dispel the widespread misconception that architecture is the sole preserve of the wealthy. It should undoubtedly embrace the transformation and realize its ability to influence a positive change in society at a time when there is widespread demonstrations and discussions about providing equal chances for people at all the levels. So
2: to me, diversity is imperative in design teams and also architectural or design discourse in general. It truly matters as it brings a different perspective, more nuances in the narrative we are taught as designer and kind of project back onto the world. And diversity most importantly, represent voices that are often unheard in communities in the design process. Um, So to me, it's extremely important and it should be encouraged in like all fields, all creative fields that ends up eventually affecting everybody's life.
0: You know, as you both were talking and describing inclusivity and describing the diversity that is required to truly get everybody's voices heard, it just made me think of projects that maybe don't function quite the way they should. And when you take the time to analyze why things aren't functioning the way they should, almost always comes down to the fact that not all the voices were heard maybe not all the people that needed to be heard were at the table. So I couldn't agree with you more that diversity and making sure people are heard is so important to the design and functionality and, in the end, the success of so many things. Now, from your perspectives, you're both students in the architecture and design field, and you've been on your career paths for a while now, but you're still new to the industry. So what changes do you think you'd like to see in architecture and design?
1: There are quite a few changes which I would like to see in the profession of architecture and design to make it more equitable. I myself come from a developing country and I can see that there are a lot of issues in that. So I believe rethinking our definition of home can impact social equity. Uh, Since housing makes up most of our built environment, like for example renovating residential areas is a potent means of enhancing both personal and community well-being uh, and we we must employ like architectural design to create more equitable means of coexisting one reason for the current housing issue is the mismatch between the housing that is accessible and the ways that we actually live for architects uh, architects and interior designers this divergence uh, between building and society offers chance to reinvent cities and housing Uh, More equitable housing solutions may result from understanding what home genuinely means to many people. Uh, Many diversified residents are drawn to different housing typologies. Uh, We can continue to look at new uh, residential architecture models that reflect how we live in the 21st century rather than continuing to create uh, cookie-cutter-style single-family homes. Uh, Diverse housing options can guarantee uh, cities vitality by providing homes for peoples of different socioeconomic statuses cultural uh, backgrounds and household types and one more change uh, that i would like to see is that of architectural firms building broad and representative teams a revaluation of the partners and the competencies of the project team is necessary to achieve these equitable results A company can maybe perhaps create a more diverse team from inside by examining internal hiring practices and reconsidering what is valuable for the project. Uh, Smaller businesses can create more integrated teams by working with larger businesses, particularly those which are located close to the project area or by recruiting company advocates. So this method can be more effective in businesses where, with more workers from which we are able to form teams which are more diverse.
0: You know, there's been a common theme throughout the entire conversation so far today, and that's diversity. It seems the more diversity we embrace within the architecture and engineering field, or within society as a whole, it benefits everybody. It doesn't just benefit a few. It truly benefits everybody, because everybody can come together then. And Nicole, what are your thoughts on changes for the architecture and design field?
1: I would
2: love to see more diversity in classrooms, in the curriculum of architecture schools, in design studios, but especially in design and architectural theories that are being taught. I think that this will truly encourage more diversity in also the discourse that we have um, in the academic field. Um, So in the industry, I would love to see more diversity, as I mentioned, in design teams. Um, in management positions to ensure that these voices are being heard and considered in the design solutions. Um, I would also love to see wages that are more reflective of the current economic atmosphere for better talent retention, especially for those with that comes to to challenges background and that are looking for to break into this specific industry.
0: I love how you brought it right back to school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because where do all the people in our industry come from? They have to start in school, don't they?
2: Exactly.
0: I love that. I think supporting that and embracing that more so in school, making it more accessible for more people will only improve our industry and lift more people up and lift our projects up.
2: Just seeing the same architecture theories being taught for like so many years and like not having... Um, new and more diverse perspective as the world is evolving, it's quite um, disappointing. And you, you truly feel like there's only one side of architecture that is being taught and there's not a lot of space um, for contradiction or like other perspectives around the world.
0: I definitely appreciate that. And I think that is something that could improve us all. So before we wrap things up, You've both been in school for a while now. You're both getting close to graduation, right? Yep. You'll be wrapping up school here soon, hopefully. Yes. All right. What are your respective plans for the future?
1: So for me, my long-term goal is to help shape uh, the built environment through creation of beautiful functional architecture communication of good ideas and development of sensible policy i strongly believe that my core interest also lies in the sustainability of built spaces and the ways in which technology combined with design can promote energy efficiency of buildings so i'm hoping to get an advanced understanding of key issues related to sustainable design i would and i would like to continue my research and work in this segment i have also come to understand uh, that visibility is the first step to scalability and that a truly sustainable environment is inclusive and accessible we design for everyone when we consider equity the green building building community must concentrate on articulating the concrete advantages that will attract more people to the cause as it works towards a more sustainable and equitable future for all I would also like to place a greater emphasis on inclusive architecture. It is crucial that we hold our organization and community accountable as we continue to discourse about social fairness.
0: So when you're thinking about doing all of this, mm-hmm. are you thinking about doing this in the area that you're in now, like, if, like the physical location that you're in now, or are you thinking maybe something where you are now for a while and bringing it elsewhere
1: yeah maybe starting where i am for a while uh getting that experience getting that knowledge first and actually implementing things practically and then maybe trying to reach to the communities which are in developing countries so that those ideas reach till those points as well so i would like to start from here one step at a time and then pan it out
0: fantastic fantastic and nicole how about your plans for the future what are you thinking
2: um, so I've had two years of experience in the industry as a designer before going to grad school. So I would definitely want to explore another aspect of design, maybe like management, or even on development. Um, but in the near future, I will be doing some research in West Africa, an area that is very dear to my heart, and just exploring possibilities of building sustainable and prosperous communities along the Sahara Desert, and kind of learning from a new environment and bringing it back, all the knowledge, I'm um, back in my, um, in my current space and using or learning from other ways that people are doing architecture and learning from it and bringing it back in the different industries that we have here.
0: Oh, that's, that's so inspiring. I love that. The, the, and you both mentioned it, it. It's about building your knowledge and then taking your knowledge somewhere else. But then you're not done. You're still learning. And you're learning from where you go to, and then possibly bringing that back to the you know where you, maybe where you even started. That is, it's such a wonderful cause and such a wonderful thing to do. No, I can't thank you both enough for uh, joining us today. We look forward to hearing about the incredible things that we know you're both going to do in the future. So please stay in touch with us, and we wish you both the best.
1: Thank you so much, Matt. Thank you so much.
0: And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. We'll see you on the other side. This has been Side of Design from BWBR, brought to you without any paid advertisements or commercials. If you found value in what you've heard today, give us a like, leave us a comment, or better yet, share us with your network. You can also reach out to us if you'd like to share an idea for a show or start a discussion email us at sideofdesign at bwbr.com.